Welcome, everybody, to episode 12 of the Big Ben and Friends podcast. I am your host, Big Ben Ortmans, and this week, we're going to get to know one of my friends from the pro wrestling business a little bit better. This man here has been a huge staple of crossbody pro wrestling over the last two or so years. Um, he's been a former crossbody pro wrestling internet champion. He's the first and only ever Autobahn to the Gold Tournament champion, which earned him the right to face off against the heavyweight champion and his best friend, which is also the man that he defeated to win the tournament, Holden Albright, uh, at a later date because uh, this was supposed to happen in March. But on the, on the, on the, on the really shit side of March, you know, uh, the one we were – basically got shut down and uh, plans got canceled and life got canceled. But uh, when things return to normal, I'm sure that that's going to be something that's, uh, and that'll be up to you whenever you decide to want to, to get back on there and take that challenge up. Cause uh, that is still an option. That's all yours. He's also a uh, one half of a very popular tag team here on the Ontario independence with a gentleman by the name of Von Vertico tag team called fight or flight. He's in my opinion, one of the most talented and gifted in ring, in ring performers that Ontario has. And uh, he's worked his ass off to get there. And I've seen it firsthand. Uh, everybody welcome my buddy, El Diablo, Gabriel Fuerza. How you doing today, buddy? Wow. So many compliments. I, I'm doing better now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all true though. I mean, like I'm just, you know, I'm not stating anything that's false. I mean, uh, unless you have anything that you disagree with there. No, I mean, I'll, I'll take all the compliments I can get. You're like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck Von Vertigo. We're not that popular. That's the thing I disagree with. That'd be an excellent yeah, way to whole, start. Whole thing. <laughs> um, how, how are things, man? You've been doing okay? I haven't actually talked to you in a while, so uh, that's actually a genuine question. I have no clue how you're doing. Um, honestly, pretty good. Like, uh, I know some people have been taking the quarantine a little harder. I've been treating it like a summer vacation. Cause, uh, I remember when I first started like adulting for real and I realized that I would never get a summer vacation again. I took that pretty hard. So like, I'm treating this as like one more. I understand that might be the last one, <laughs> but, but see, here's the thing. I, I think that you, you're on the right mindset, but I also think that you need to treat it as a, as a working vacation. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Because obviously, like, you can lose everything that you've worked for, like, very, very fast if you stop. So it's, it's going to be really, really fun once uh, things kind of slowly start to get back to normal, which they seem to be slowly doing uh, by the looks of things. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting just to kind of see whose cardio is where and, uh, and just to see, like, what everybody's uh, capabilities are, you know, after being away for so long. So I know you've been working your ass off and, like, you've been obviously doing – quite a number of different projects and doing a quite a number of things to keep yourself busy so trying I, I go insane like I literally get depressed if I'm doing absolutely nothing so like I have to be productive in one way or another even if it's just like productive for me but like not really for anybody else you know what I mean but that but that's the point though I mean like I, I'm in the exact same boat I mean it's one of the reasons why I started doing this podcast it's uh it's it was a good it was a way for me to put effort into doing something and to still be creative at the same time while we're on break. And I can't do that by, you know, doing shows or whatever. So one thing that I found for me, that was a good way to stay creative. Um, and at the same time, kind of get to know my, my people that I consider friends a little bit better and people that are on my crew that I don't necessarily get to speak to, um, the, the way that we're going to over the next maybe hour and a bit for, you know, I, we don't get to do that often because it's a lot of business and we're always trying to figure out ways to make what we're doing better 
in a, in a way that's a good thing because uh, we're professionals and it just shows that we're very passionate about what we do. But um, not only, not only did I, I kind of relish that opportunity to do stuff like this, but you know, getting into video editing and just getting into uh, editing just in general and being able to, to learn that side of it um, because I've been learning the production end of it uh, as you know, but like the editing portion of it, it was something that I've always been wanting to do. And, uh, I've just never been able to find the time. But now that we've had this time, uh, again, it allowed me to be able to do that. And thankfully, um, Aiden Prince kind of taught me how to how to edit in like almost like editing for dummies, um, like yeah. real quick and uh, kind of taught me what I know. And it's allowed me to put all this together and, and whatnot. And it, I'm kind of learning new tricks of the trade as you go along. And, you know, it's 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 a blast. But uh, it's also to keep myself from going insane because I'm the same way. I can't sit and just do nothing. So like, what, what do you, what have you like been up to? I mean, that's kind of a bit of a broad uh, statement, but like, I, I know that uh, you've built a home gym. <laughs> kind of. Ish. <laughs> yeah. Ish. So um, like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the first thing I did was get fat and get lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you put on uh, your COVID nineteen, did you? Yeah, I, I I literally got as fat as I've ever been in my life, which isn't very fat, uh, I'll say. But still, for me, it was like shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then I built a home gym, uh, just garage door material, pretty much. Um, I had like a solid shaft from an old garage door mm-hmm. that I made to like a a barbell, and then a few like half springs that I kind of put on the sides and then yeah because I couldn't find anything at that point um I think I found a few dumbbells I think 25s or 30s something like that yeah and, and Alexia gave me a kettlebell and, and uh am I wrong they look like those old ass plastic weights that have like cement in them am I wrong a little bit a little bit yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah, those very, are those are ghetto yeah it was super ghetto but those have character because those things have been around forever. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> how jacked those things have gotten people over the years? That's true. I mean, I don't care what they look like as long as I can pick them up and toss them around. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah so, I mean, that wasn't so bad. I got a few bands. I'm really into band workouts now. Like I did a lot of uh, hit training. I thought my cardio was good, but it's probably not that good. I mean, you know, nothing relates to actually being in a ring. Sure, sure. But now, uh, actually, you know, in regards to what you're doing for your workouts, I'm actually I want you to I want you to hold off on that because that's something that we're actually going to talk about a little bit later on. There, I've weirdly okay. got a for I've got a format to these things. Wow. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like just a random like. Oh, let's just talk shit for. And I actually have <laughs> questions and and stuff like that. So, um, let's. It. Yeah, yeah. Let's start. Actually, we'll we'll start with uh, the first question that I. I gave you about a two minute Iggy on that I, uh, cause I'm such a nice guy. Uh, I always like to start these podcasts because again, the whole point of these things is to kind of get to know my friends a little bit better. Um, because again, we're at shows all the time and we're just, again, constantly busy. Don't get to talk like friends. So I always like to remember and or, like get your perspective rather of how we met and uh, how we became friends in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, this might surprise you. I don't know if you'll remember. The first time I remember speaking to you, I'm pretty sure was at a random Barry show. Um, I can't remember what the conversation was really about, but I just remember you mentioning 
something about striking and I was at the time I was training at battle arts so I was like really into striking and I know that's mm -hmm. your thing and uh yeah we had, we had like a short conversation about that and uh I think the next time that I like remember really like talking to you was probably when you booked me and Jeff uh to face uh, the riot makers and yeah. uh, I don't think we became like actual friends until I mean, it, probably after until you booked me to work Kobe because we had like a little conversation about um, how you thought like I just wanted to do tag team stuff mm -hmm. and I was like, oh no, I want to do everything, you know, like singles, tag, whatever you got for me, like I'll take it. And uh, I think after that, it kind of snowballed. And uh, that's, that sounds about right because like I obviously I knew who you were for, for quite a while. Um, I, it's, it's, it's funny because when you pointed at the whole Barry thing, I oddly like remembered that as, as soon as you, right. pointed, I, I wouldn't have, if you asked me to, but when you pointed that out, I'm like, actually, I, I, I do remember that. Um, but I've always kind of had an eye on you and you've always had that buzz about you just because like, I mean, you've always, you've always showed potential ever since you started. Like I've always heard about you, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, hundred percent. Like I remember booking, I don't even remember the reason why I booked you in the first place. I honestly don't, obviously you were good, but I don't remember what the actual like spot was, but I do remember bringing you guys in to do the tag stuff. And then that talk that you were referring to the reason why that I remember the, that talk specifically, because the reason why it kind of got me so fired up was you were just like, I want to do whatever. And because that's kind of what I saw in you. And that wasn't any disrespect to, vertigo or like your tag team efforts but like i've i've saw at that point the what you're becoming now and i was just like okay you just need to you just need that opportunity and and the people to work with to really develop as that because i don't even think you realize that like that's your path yet and i don't know maybe you did but um, it was just something that I saw. So like, as soon as you kind of said that you were open to anything and that you wanted to do whatever, I just remember the way that you were telling me, um, you were very, very passionate about it. And that's one thing that, that just draws me right away is if I know that somebody is like talented, even in the slightest and that they're hungry and that they're passionate, I'm, I'm, I just want to surround myself with that because I like, that's, I feel like that's me. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a hungry guy and I, I, I love what I do and I hate surrounding myself with people that I feel like you have to explain why you want to do certain things to, you know, mm -hmm. I like being around people where you're just like, I want to do this. And instead of them being like, well, that's fucking stupid. Why? Mm -hmm. it, I want them, I want people around me to be like, Oh, that, but why don't you try this instead? And then fucking, this would be fucking sweet. And that's kind of uh -huh. what our locker room is, is like, we yeah. are a big ass fucking melting pot of like, we all just want to see and do and watch each other be the best versions of ourselves. And um, when I realized that was kind of what was coming out of you, I was like, yeah, okay. So that got me, that got me really pumped. And like, you've been going gangbusters ever since. No, oh, well, thanks for giving me the fucking shot. Wait, well, can I, I swear? Be, <laughs> we good? Fuck yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we can definitely swear, yeah. Like I I if trust me, if this is almost like one of the reasons why I had to start a show because like I have to hold back so much from swearing at crossbody shows because yeah. it just comes out of me like oxygen. It's very difficult to 
keep that shit in, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's definitely that, that is definitely it because again, uh, me and RJ kind of had a chat similar to this where like when I asked him this, he was like, well, where do you feel like we cross that line between, you know, acquaintances and friends, you know? And I loved that question. Like I, I, I cause I, I, but that, that's, that's it. It's like, I think that when you find people that you can, create and be passionate with like it's it's hard to not want to be around those people all the time you know Mm -hmm. um so one thing that uh i'm always curious about because again i don't know like i i know a a bit about you but there's a lot more that i'm kind of dying to get to to know about you so uh do you remember what it was specifically and i know this like kind of a, a bit of a a differently worded question that you'll probably get asked a lot, but what was it that kind of made you want to follow through with becoming a wrestler? Because I've always found that a lot of people want to do shit, but then the want to, and then that line of crossing it and actually doing it is that real motherfucker. Right. So what Uh, was, what made you cross that line? I guess, so to speak. Um, you know, now that I think about it, I never like, really gave it a thought like it was just I was just gonna do it and it wasn't even like a in my head there was no like oh maybe I shouldn't or is it it's scary or whatever which is weird because typically like I'm the kind of person that's scared to do a lot of stuff like I'm scared to do anything different um but with wrestling I just, I don't know I just I guess I just fell in love with it so quickly and uh I think having my parents be like super supportive of it in fact, my parents are the one who found Squared Circle, the school that I trained at. They're the ones who found the first indie show I ever went to. You know, what was the um, first indie show you ever went to? <laughs> um, it was a uh, very random Squared Circle show downtown uh, at like an art gallery. Like it was on the second floor of this art gallery, like just tiny little room where the ring barely fit. Okay. Um, but it had <laughs> El Santo and Blue Demon on it. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah, and at the end of the show, Lita and Trish Stratus just, like, appear. <laughs> and I, to this day, I'm like, that was probably the strangest experience. Like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I guess all wrestling shows are like this, but <laughs> nothing like that's happened since. <laughs> what a disappointment after that, huh? <laughs> yeah, but, um, I mean, I guess to start on, like, such a high, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm in. Um, so, just out of curiosity, like, were you – were you always a more of a luchador fan growing up as opposed to like your North American style? Like just because, I mean, um, obviously, obviously I don't think we're letting the cat out of the bag here. Mexican. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, obviously like was, did you grow up just loving that style like immediately or? Um, yes. Like I, I loved all wrestling, honestly. Like my, the first wrestler that I um, felt attached to actually was Kane um yeah I that know, makes almost- so much sense because i remember the one time you asked me to get you a fucking cane funko i'm like what the yeah, fuck why did he ask me to get him a cane funko yeah it's awesome it's like my favorite one it's right there i can see it <laughs> amazing okay but i can't lie yeah. i was a huge cane mark myself huge awesome like he was the fucking best yeah. i actually used to have the plastic mask and everything man i loved that shit <laughs> yeah so it's actually funny because the reason I liked Kane was because I had a buddy who lived down the street. Uh, he had like one of those modded PlayStations. 
mm-hmm. that you could play like literally any game on it that you just like literally go and download it. Yeah. And uh, he had, I guess it must have been like SmackDown 2 or something like that, like just an older PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would play, and I do nothing about wrestling. So I just picked Kane because Kane was the coolest one. And like, <laughs> that was it. Like, I didn't fall in love with wrestling yet. I was just like, oh, I like Kane and I like the concept of wrestling, but I don't. I was so you weren't even a fan. you weren't even a fan no, when Kane was a I thing yet. A wrestling fan yet. No. How old? Okay, so I have to tell you quick. Do you want to know how I related to Kane? Because yeah. he was the younger brother who just wanted to beat the shit out of his older brother, wow. and that was that was me growing up. Um, funny, I never even thought of that. <laughs> yeah, so I was just was like, just God, fucking go, Kane. <laughs> yeah. So when did you become a wrestling fan then? Like I, I, I would have figured that you were uh, you were a lifer, kind of like myself. Not you seem it anyway. Like, almost. Um, I think around like oh four ish. I guess that would be uh, eleven. I gotta tell right. you, that throws me way off. Just because, um, again, like I, I when when I talk about like my favorite matches, like I. I talk about my favorite matches that I've seen live and how special they are to me. And I know how special the Eddie versus Ray uh-huh. match from Halloween Havoc was to you. And that kind of blows my mind a little yeah, bit how special that match. is. And you and you didn't even see that live. I saw that shit live. Oh. I had to go to my buddy Bobby Lambring's uh-huh. house in Brantford where he had the fucking stolen cable box. And my mom would uh-huh. drive me down there and then pick me up afterwards. God bless her heart for doing that. But I remember uh-huh. watching that shit live. Dude, my mind exploded. Like I was <laughs> fucking blown away, but you didn't even uh, you didn't even see that shit live. Yeah, no, I didn't see it live, but it it was the first match, like the first full match I ever watched. So in that way, it holds a special place. I understand now. Yeah. I understand. So okay. what happened was, uh, so the Kane thing happened, and then like as a child, I had no concept of channels. I just knew that like cartoons were on twenty five, and like everything else, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. So I remember flipping through channels and I had stumbled on an episode of Raw and it was the episode of Raw where Kurt Angle had come out with a milk truck. <laughs> so I remember being like, what is happening? And like, I went to my parents' room and I was like, I don't know what I just found, but it's awesome. And I was trying to like explain it to them. And little did I know that they were wrestling fans. Like they didn't watch WWE, but they were lifelong Lucha fans. They, they literally like went on dates to the Lucha shows like every week. So, Get out of here. Yeah, so once they kind of saw me get into that, they literally, uh, they, they, um, you remember LimeWire? Yeah, of they course just they searched, Yeah, they just searched Rey Mysterio and downloaded uh, the Halloween Havoc match. They downloaded Rey versus Angle versus Benoit, and they downloaded this, like, music video kind of thing. Wow. And they're like, oh, just, yeah, come into the next room. We want to show you something. So they showed me that, and then, yeah, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> Your parents, oh my God, that might be one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. Most, yeah, most cool. Like my parents were, you know, th- like my mom pretended to be okay with me being a wrestler uh, until I became one. My dad hated it from the word go. Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, my dad never respect, like he, it was, and I hate bringing this up because, like, I, I feel like I constantly bringing up, I, I just want to never talk about it again, honestly. But uh, it wasn't until I did extra work for the WWE that my dad finally, I think, came around and was just like, Yeah, about fucking time, you asshole. You know what I mean? But then, but then at that point, but then at that point, like, anything I've done ever since then, he, like, now 
listens and speaks to me about it with respect, if that makes any sense. Yeah, 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 it does. Um, so I had, yeah, I had to work, I had to work a lot and I had to really bust my ass just to even get like <laughs> the approval to speak about it around him for crying out loud. So yeah, that's, that's really, that's really cool, man. Yeah, no, I, I got really lucky. Like my parents, I mean, my, my mom is uh, no longer living with me. She's living in Mexico, but all the time, like I send her updates and she's like, wow, wow. So cool. Like when are you coming here to wrestle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has, has your mom ever seen you wrestle or? Oh God. Yeah. Like, has she ever come? Like, I don't know when she moved back, but like, did she ever get to see you live or? Oh, yeah. 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 She, uh, she was at my first match. Well, technically not my first match, but the first match that I knew that I was wrestling. Because my first match, I knew an hour before. Oh, really? So my eh? first, yeah, my first match where I had gear. <laughs> and who, who was your first match against? Uh, it was me and uh, Preston Miles, or Young Miles, yeah, yeah. against Vertigo and uh, Grimbo who uh, also wrestled as JK47. JK47. Okay. Yeah. Um, how'd that go? Just because obviously if you didn't even know until about an hour, I'm assuming it was probably just a drizzling shits. It was okay, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like uh, I had trained enough that I was like decent. Obviously, huh. like I'm moving a friggin' mile a minute and yeah. like all gangly and awkward, but like – there were, there were no, like, botches or anything. There was nothing, like, oh, God, like, you know. Sometimes so you watch, your... like... Sorry? So, so what was your first match that you actually, like, knew about then? Uh, it was me versus Vertigo versus uh, El Bigote, who was Shane Sabre at the time. And honestly, oh, okay. I think it was a good match. I still think it was a good match. Like, yeah. I remember we went in there because we specifically – thought of this as like our shots with the company was squared circle um so we're like we're gonna knock it out of the park i did a shooting star press vertigo did a friggin' flip dive to the outside like we did like a double superplex yeah it was a bit much but it was good i think and then we didn't get booked for nothing 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 they didn't care they were too small they didn't care like they they booked the the mediocre main events as as the new you know top guys and we got shafted and then they was put this, vertigo and i in a tag team was it fuerza or jordan that was running things at the time or sorry not fuerza uh fuego yeah uh jordan oh it was jordan okay yeah and you know what no hard feelings honestly because looking back you're gonna book you know two skinny kids as like your contenders like fine i get it put us in a tag team sure. um but like Vertigo and I did not want to be in a tag team. Like we didn't even really like each other yet. So like <laughs> we fought a little bit. Isn't that kind of always how the, those stories go where like the dude that you end up becoming like best friends with and you have the best yeah. chemistry with, or just dudes that you fucking wanted to fist fight at first. <laughs> you want to know like how we became friends? Yeah. Okay. So I used to travel about an hour and a half to get to training on weekends mm -hmm because the bus system sucks here. So, um, you know, every Saturday freaking sucked. I'd leave in the morning and trek on over and then finally make it. I'm too tired to train, but you do it anyway. Sure. Um, and uh, as a joke, I was like, okay, who wants to drive me home? And Vertigo's like, I will. Uh, and I was like, oh? He's like, yeah, I live in Port Hope. My, my dad, like, he won't mind. We can just drop you off on the way. It's like five minute detour. And I was like, oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> but what I didn't know 
and like I always put Jeff over for this because like he's that good of a guy. Mm-hmm. He hated me, like hated me, because he'd been training already for like I think a year or two years, mm-hmm. and he was just now starting to get the hang of it, and like he just learned how to like do moonsaults salts and like you know what kids consider cool stuff. Sure. And I've been there already knowing how to do like parkour and stuff. So like I did a shooting star press on my first day and he was like, I fucking hate that guy. Yep. Like who the hell does he think he is? Just comes in here and steals my spot. And he's just a trainee. <laughs> so like there's no spot to take, but like I understand why he was mad and he still gave me a freaking ride. So like, Isn't it? Isn't it kind of funny though how how much things have changed? Because like A, I mean you guys are hilariously best friends now, but B, like if if someone came in to like the gym on day one, for example, and then hit a shooting star press, like instead of being like, Oh fuck you, you're an idiot, we're all just like, Yes, we got another one to work with. Yeah. <laughs> it's so different now. Everybody's yeah. reaction is completely fucking different. It's hilarious. So, like, when you uh, when you did first start training and whatnot, um, I'm always interested in this part just because, you know, we all have that like first big obstacle when we first start training, just because it's certainly I I don't, I've never met anybody that said that when they started training that it was what they thought it was going to be, you know, because wrestling rings are not what you think that they're going to be when you get in them, the way that they feel, like everything, the ropes the way that you operate like everything that you do in pro wrestling that you even think going into it is is so much different than actually doing it so um did you find that you had any like you know whether it be mental whether it be physical whether it be like just not being able to comprehend whether it be dealing with people like what was your main obstacle that you kind of had to overcome in uh when when you first started training uh you know what like as a kid, I was so dumb. I didn't think, like, I didn't think, how's it going to feel? What am I going to, you know, what's this going to feel like? What, what's that going to feel like? What's taking a bump going to feel like? I literally didn't even think about it, not for, like, hmm. a second. So, like, I guess it's not that everything was as I was expected. It's that nothing surprised me okay. because I didn't expect anything. Like, bumping, I, I don't remember it sucking like the first, the first time I got into a ring was in a Taylor Wilde seminar. Okay. And uh, I remember her saying, "Oh, tomorrow you guys might feel like fluey. It's just from bumping." And I remember thinking, "Oh, that's gonna suck." And yeah. the next day I felt great. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know, like it just everything was. It just felt right, you know. Like yeah. there was no. I I I had done like other things growing up, like karate, and I freaking hated it. Like, I hated doing swimming. I hated doing anything my parents put me in. But, like, this was the first thing that I was in because I wanted to be in, not because my parents wanted me to be in. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, it definitely wasn't easy, per se. Like, it's not like I just waltzed in there and was like, hey, everybody, like, let's wrestle, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was like, it's like, uh, like, I don't know, like, taking care of a loved one, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard, but, like, sure. it's easy because you love them you know like i get it everything was hard like yeah my body started to hurt and like i remember Tarek gave me a samoan drop that to this day is the worst bump i've ever taken like my entire it felt like a shock wave through my chest down to my toes and my fingers by far off an atomic drop no sorry samoan drop oh a samoan drop yeah because that makes a little more sense rob was like 
okay, guys, we're going to learn small drops today. And uh, he's like, who wants to take it? And, like, my goal was to be, like, me every time. I'm first one in, first one out. Like, please choose me. I won't complain. And uh, so, you know, there I am. And I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, just hold on really tight. I'm like, okay. So I held on, like, as tight as I could. And I don't know. I guess just, like, there was absolutely no, like, squish to it. Like, I was just so tight on Sam. Yeah. Like, it just... It ruined me. It hurt so bad. But I'm picturing like, that, and it sounds really awful, actually. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing. Like, it just, it wasn't hard. Like, yeah, it hurt for, like, a second. But, like, afterwards, I was, like, telling my parents, I'm like, hey, I took a freaking Samoan drop today. It was awesome. <laughs> so, like, you didn't really have any uh, any difficulty? Like, you kind of just were able to catch on to things rather quickly? Um, Not, like, all the moves, but the like the aches and pains the 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 lifestyle i guess not uh, uh, lifestyle is not the right word because like as a trainee there is no lifestyle it's just like training. there is like, no there there absolutely is like uh, okay well then maybe lifestyle because if you don't have that lifestyle then those are the ones that get weeded out very quickly that's true yeah because if I, I, if you don't start taking care of your body immediately, once you start training, your body will diminish very like Because if most people don't even understand how to take care of their body until they get into pro wrestling and fuck it right up. Um, and then at that point, that's when you start, you look into the corner of your apartment one day and you're just like, I've got like six different rollers, balls, a fucking Dr. <laughs> Ho machine and a massage yeah. gun. What the fuck is going on in this corner? <laughs> yeah. Right sling for my shoulder like whatever it is but like you start to understand how much rehabbing and taking care of your body uh and when people tell you to, like to diet and take it work out and all that stuff like it is literally for a reason it's not just for aesthetics it's to make sure that you can actually continue to go and uh yeah. not wear out by the time you're 30 for crying out loud right so <laughs> yeah. um I guess with that being said, like, do you remember what, like, your first, like, real moment where you kind of, where everything clicked? Like, I, I always call it the aha moment where, like, when, you know, like, whether it be during training, whether it be, like, you know, whether your first year or two into wrestling, like, do you, do you remember what it was where you were just like, ah, fuck, I got this? Like, um, the, fir the first instance where I remember thinking, oh, I can do this was um, uh, Jeff and I had a match against Aeroform at, uh, Squared Circle. Okay. Uh, Flip, Flip Kendrick and Lewis Linden. Hmm. And, uh, okay, sorry. I knew that sounded familiar. I just, it wasn't clicking right away. Sorry. Yeah, well, I, I mean, what happened was we got put in that tag team. Just hated it. It's not that we hated teaming or we hated each other or anything. You know how it is. Like, everybody wants to be a singles guy, right? Sure. We just didn't we, we didn't appreciate tag team wrestling at the time. And we were stuck with this stupid gimmick. Like, we were <laughs> ravers. And, like, Jeff and I are two of the most boring people on the planet like our idea of a good time when i go to his house we sit there we watch wrestling we laugh we play video games and that's it like i've been to one party with jeff and it was, it was super awkward like we were just kind of like okay now what you know like yeah. now we've loosened up a little bit but like just these two awkward ass kids with these raver gimmicks and we don't know how to do this so we just like okay you know um <laughs> and i remember um we had started to travel. We had been to like uh, a few places and, you know, we're starting to get our stripes or whatever. And uh, I was at his apartment and uh, we're just kind of like, you know what? Let's just, let's just commit, you know, like, let's just 
do it. Like, if we're going to be the candy kids, let's be the freaking candy kids. Like, we could be our version of the candy kids. And we kind of decided we were going to be more of, like, superhero guys. So, like, it it didn't last very long because uh, we became fight or flight soon after. But was Alexian we, a part of the candy kids? Am I mistaken? Um, briefly. But um, I, think, I think she managed us for, like, two matches and that's it. Okay, because I, for some reason, remember, like, as you're talking about that, I remember a picture of the three of you and whatever, but, okay, sorry, I just wanted to clear that one up. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, she was in there, but it was, it was definitely brief, but she was the spiritual member, anyway. The spiritual um, member. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, I remember we, we were just like, okay, let's just, let's just do it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, shortly after, um, we did, like, a triple shot, um, all with squared, Um and they accidentally made us the number one contender because at the time they were doing this point system. And so every match you won, you got like three points or whatever. And you would, if you lost, you didn't get any points. And if you drew, you get two or something. And uh, we won a match at like Riot Fest or something because the other team was just like two randoms. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think we won another match that they wanted us to win. And then another match, we got decimated by Rob Brage and John Atlas. Like, just decimated. But we won by DQ. So they booked themselves into a corner and had to give us a title shot. Tremendous. So, yeah, it was awesome. And so, like, we, we went, we had the match. We were super over. Mm-hmm. So, like, we were not expecting that. And the match, to this day, I still think is pretty good. Like, if I were to make, like, a best of, you know, Fight or Flight DVD or something, it would be on there. Yeah. It's not, like, fantastic. It's not, you know, anything to... to show off necessarily but like these are two guys who like we respected and they were actually like willing to work with us and make us look good and like it was awesome like uh, hats off to those guys and the crowd reaction was great uh, the match like i said i thought was great and mm-hmm. uh that that was definitely the first match where i was like oh oh we can do this like not just me jeff can do this like we we can do this together we can do this separate yeah whatever it takes we can do it and that was definitely probably the click Matt, the moment. So, I mean, that's, that's something that I've also wanted to, to ask you as well is, I mean, you and Vertigo have been, how long have you guys been a team for? Um, pretty much since the beginning. Uh, so what year is it? Almost like a six years, six years. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that in every single one of those six years with every company that you've worked for, you've done the tag, split up feud gimmick crossbody included yeah crossbody included um so is how do you how do you how do you constantly go back and just keep that fresh because it's clearly something that either people just aren't paying attention or people just think that they're doing it first or I, I, I'm not really a hundred percent sure. Like I know in my case, it was, again, the whole, the whole reason why that happened was because you put the bug in my ear that you wanted to do your own thing as uh, we've discussed earlier. And then it was like, okay, well we have to get you out of it somehow. And I can't just like stop booking vertigo because then that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like it just, we got to find a way out. So like that's, kind of is the way out is that the reason why you feel like that happens or is that um sometimes yes sometimes no um in within your particular case you had like a justifiable reason sometimes promoters 
don't have the best reason. And for that reason, uh, Jeff and I have become a little more, uh, like, annoying, I guess. Like, if promoters want to break us up and they don't have a good reason, we disagree and we just don't do it. Um, if they want to keep booking us, cool. And if they don't, then also cool, you know? So you have um, said no to, to to some people, I guess. Yeah. Good. I like that. I, because you, you, you do got to stick up for yourself to, to some degree. Just, I mean, cause yeah. if you're, if you're putting in the effort, especially as a tag team now, like, cause, cause I get it from the promoter side, um, tag teams are, that's, that's two paydays. So that doubles your, your deal. Right. So like, I get where some people try to stay away from that stuff. Uh, yeah. however, when you are trying to build a brand, uh, you, you've certainly got to stick to your guns so I can, I can respect mm-hmm. that you guys did that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, well, well, in terms of keeping it fresh, I mean, I feel like, uh, well, Vertigo especially, he's constantly changing and constantly, like, evolving. Yeah. He's very in his head, which is kind of one of his best assets, ironically, because it makes him anxious, but at the same time, it forces him to grow. And uh, I think in the past, like, two years, I've kind of tried to uh, imitate that. Um Cause at first I was just kind of like, you know, singles guy from Mexico. Cool. You know? And, uh, not until recently did I have like an actual, like, uh, I don't want to say gimmick, but like mindset in mind. I, I would like to say identity. Identity. Yeah. I think that's a good word. Because I don't uh, think that you have a gimmick and I don't think that you, cause, cause if I'm being perfectly honest with you and it's not to nitpick, I think that, I think that you've still got so much, uh, people don't have a fucking clue what's in here. I don't think like, I think that you have a lot to show and I feel like that's something that you haven't even began to even consider bringing out yet. Like there's like you, you are very able to get by on skill and, uh, and passion and because people see that and people can appreciate and respect all of that. Like I, I think the audiences appreciate hard work, you know? Um, but I, I think that that's the one thing that is certainly going to be your, your next level. And that's going to be your, your leveling up is when you're able to com- comfortably find a way to bring what's in here and be able to relay that. Because uh, one thing that you even said to me kind of before we hit record was you were just like, yeah, I don't really, you know, I'm not the most social guy and stuff. And I'm not either. Right. <laughs> so in a weird way, I, I get that. But we are in a business, obviously, where that has like it, it's not that it has to come out but there's something that has to come out like there was yeah. there was something i saw dan Housen tweet the other day and uh and and it really shines through and i think that it's it's something that for guys like you um it's certainly something that you should take to heart he said that william regal once told him that you need to find out what it is that you do and what you're good at and you need to stick to doing that because then that makes you your own individual and then nobody can touch that. Like, cause Dan Housen is very good at what Dan Housen does. Like nobody's yeah. going to going to out Dan Housen, Dan Housen. Nobody's going to out Warhorse, Warhorse, you know, like those guys have found what it is that's in them and they've been able to bring it out like that. I genuinely believe that when you're able to do that yourself, I think that this, this, the sky is the absolute limit for you at that point. And I, I, you're going to be a fucking force to be reckoned with at that point, because um, be able to bring that out with the skill level that you have and the editing skills that <clears throat> your best friend has. <laughs> God damn. God damn. There's, 
it's I would say something to consider, my friend. I hope so. I I think. Um, I, well, I mean, I guess this is going off the earlier question as well, but um, I think as fight or flight, I, I I generally think we're stronger as fight or flight because as fight or flight, we've found a way to bring out like our personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jeff, Jeff and I love the same movies, like Scott Pilgrim, Hot Rod, Super Bad, like all that stuff. And I don't know when it happened, but at some point we decided, oh, that's that's fight or flight. Like we are those, you know, awkward. Uh, and your promos too. are the fucking best. <laughs> like if yeah. anybody has, if anybody hasn't uh, seen the promos that I'm talking to or talking about, rather, uh, I don't know exactly where you can find them. I don't know if it's just on Facebook or YouTube, but um, most of them are on YouTube. I've been meaning to make a playlist. <laughs> Go out of your way to watch them. They are the and for companies, I even fucking will not mention on this thing. Go watch the ah, they're so good. Um, sorry, continue. I just want to make sure that people are aware of those things because people need to watch that shit. It's great. Yeah, I, I think that's another way we've kept it fresh because, like, he has his own identity as like the visionary. Yes, I have my own identity as like the Diablo. Which, by the way, I didn't give myself that nickname. I don't remember who gave me that, but they were like, "Oh, can I introduce you as El Diablo?" And I was like, eh, "I guess." I, I thought it was a little bit too on the nose, but <laughs> people seem to like it. So hey, I don't. I didn't, you're the one that told me to to start introducing you as it. So I, yeah, fucking me. You're the one that told me. Yeah. you no, goddamn no, it, bully. It, it, it's worked out. I just wish I could remember who gave me the idea in the first place. But anyway, you know, one, one thing that I really, really, uh, and this is something that I actually wanted to bring up to you because this. Uh, the evolution of you guys and that was kind of like the the layer to the question that i originally asked because like i'm curious how you guys keep that fresh but in a weird way um i think in my opinion how you guys are able to keep it fresh is by continuing continuing to go off and do your own thing individually you guys do grow as people but in a weird Mm. way you keep it's like you you grow and then you walk away and do your own thing, but then you keep coming back. And then it's like you go away, grow, and then you keep coming back. So like there's this every time you come back and you and reintroduce the team, there's just there's new layers and there's new things that you guys have developed. So uh, so that's kind of I think is pretty fascinating. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I mentioned that to, to Jeff as well, because like I yeah, like we're both doing our own thing, learning and growing in our own like gimmick or whatever you want to call it yeah and then bringing those new kind of concepts back together and uh yeah no i think that's kind of how it's been working because we don't we don't team consistently i would say typically it's half tag bookings and half singles bookings, which is mm-hmm. ideal um but, but in yeah, a weird like, way I, I, I also find that the, the way that you guys get booked also in a weird way oddly helps you because like while while vertigo has been you know he's got real smart and decided to go and, and do the stuff in Europe and whatnot. And while he's away in Europe and again, it's, it's not a knock on him. It's it. And it's not a knock on, on you either. And if anything, it's a, it's just a, a happening of circumstance. But while he was over there, you were booked and afforded a luxury to uh, you were afforded a path to become a top guy in Ontario. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Well, I mean, and, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's the way I looked at it too. Um, Cause I mean, once, once he's in the UK, there goes half my booking. So I have to, you know, find something to, yeah. to supplement at the same time. Like, yeah, like companies that typically book us as a tag team. Now they'll look at me as a singles guy, potentially. 
So, you know, it, it does help me get my foot in the door. And obviously him going to the UK, like, is fantastic for him. Yeah. So and I, like, I've, I, think I started to notice that, like, you were popping off in singles, doing stuff in Barry. Like, I was I, – I, their shows aren't really able to watch. Like, uh, I mean, I don't yeah. know. But um, – and it's hard for me to get out there. But I've you hear, you see all the, the good stuff that they've been doing with you over the last little while and, like – um, there's all these different companies that clearly have seen uh, what you're able to bring to the table and mm-hmm. have been utilizing you as such. Now, it's something that I wanted to ask you in, in a weird way about that is because obviously like I, I was able to see that a while ago and it's been a joy to kind of help uh, watch you grow and at the same time be able to put you into situations that challenge you to to bring that out, but at the same time give you all the rope to kind of figure it out for yourself as well. Uh, you're one of the guys and I'm, I don't know if I'm breaking a wall here, but like, um, especially when it came to like showcase shows and, and the big shows in general, um, like you've got a lot of creative freedom with me. So, uh, I'm always asking like, who, who do you want to wrestle? Like, who do you want to, what do you want to do? And like, I notice, Oh, you've went away video wise. All right, just got the low power thing. Ah, there you are. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, but again, like you're you're one of those guys where I I genuinely I'm like, what do you what is it that you want to do? Because like I I like to have input from uh from the guys that are that I'm working with consistently, and mm-hmm. I notice that you know depending on what week, like you know you're really into to working with the young guys, and then there's like you know certain matches that you've asked me for, uh, and we've been able and I've been able to provide for you. And it just, it kind of makes me wonder like, where's your inspiration coming from these days? Like uh, as far as what it is that you want to do and like who it is that you want to work with. Um, you know, I don't really know. I, I, like I said earlier, like I'm a fan of all kinds of wrestling. Like uh, it started off, you know, just like I wanted to be a Lucha guy. And then, um, I don't know. I felt like I couldn't do it like as well as Rey Mysterio. And if I couldn't do it as well as Rey Mysterio, I didn't want to do it. So, and, and it's not that like, Oh, I need to be the best, you know, it's just that I'm very nitpicky with all kinds of wrestling, but specifically Lucha and high flying. It needs to be super clean for me. Like I, I, I see a lot of like uh, guys on the Indies now and like, yeah, they can do amazing stuff and there's no knock on them. But for me, it's not like, crisp or clean enough like all the cruiserweight division and like wcw is just like oh just it's just the tits like i <laughs> yeah. i could watch any match from like any show as long as it has those guys like i'm i'm i'm, I'm in for it um and i might have a billy yeah, kidman since- figure that you're interested in that we can discuss afterwards hey <laughs> uh, and yeah since, since since i feel like i can't replicate that to the level that i would feel like i'm actually uh, i guess honoring these guys um i kind of tend to switch it up to more like uh, eddie guerrero style like a later eddie guerrero style you know mm-hmm. he would like sprinkle in the high flying here and there but at the end of the day he was like a technician right and that's something i think i'm a lot better at and mm-hmm. slowly you know i'm working at it I, I know i know i'm not the best at it but i'm, I'm i feel a lot now- more comfortable now we just need you to keep progressing like Eddie and then get that entertainment or the entertainer out of you. And we'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get you that nice complete package. We'll get there. 
but I, I just, I've, I've noticed it because, uh, the one it's funny. I remember one day I pulled you aside and I, uh, don't do this very often, but I was just like, if you could wrestle anybody on the Indies right now, who do you want to wrestle without a fucking missing a beat? You're like, Asriel. <laughs> All right. Well let, me, <laughs> well, let me, let me see what I can do. And like, we ended up making it happen. Um, yeah. so was that like I've I've always wanted to ask you that about this match, and if anybody is wondering, uh, that match is available to go watch on independentwrestling.tv. Uh, it's on the January show from this year. Uh, shit, I can't even remember the name of the show right now. I'm tired. I've had a lot. Of time, sorry, um, but but it's the January show. Um, a new another new beginning. Uh, yeah, that's it. But yes, it was it was you and Asriel, and uh, again. That was all you uh, let you have all the creative freedom in the world on that one. And uh, I've always wanted to ask, was that what you, was it what you wanted? Um, yes, yes and no. Um, I mean, unfortunately, Ezra had like a broken, uh, broken hand at yeah. the time or finger. I can't remember. Um, so there were a few stuff that like I had to cut out, but like, you know how it is. Like, life happens no big deal i i just wanted to like see the guy i hadn't seen him in, in you know like three years so i just want to see him i just want to see how he's done how he's how he was doing and mm -hmm. kind of sit under his learning tree yeah uh, so yeah i mean like i was happy with the match he was happy with the match and, and as long as he was happy with the match that's all i could really ask for um he he yeah. was uh he was a sweet dude i'd never really spoken to him other than like just yeah. kind of setting that all up and i wasn't really 100 percent sure what to expect and uh yeah. man he was awesome and that other the other guy that he brought down with him that he had as manager uh mike law yeah. was fucking yeah. hilarious um mm -hmm. he's actually somebody that i highly recommend that people go and, and check out because uh he did a pre-show match for us and i i think it's online i think it's on facebook or it's on youtube um and i i can't remember who he wrestled but it was very good and he's a very entertaining guy and he went out and he managed asriel in your match and uh yeah he was he was fucking awesome in that yeah, match he knocked out of the park like it's it's funny to like all his little spots too yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, I, it, you wouldn't think like, oh, that manager did a great job during that wrestling match, but he yeah. really fucking did. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. Hey, he great. really, yeah, he really added. Um, so, as we were talking about before, uh, I kind of cut you off in regards to asking you about like your your working out and your training and all that jazz, just because uh, again, I've got a format, Flareza, and this is the portion of the podcast where we are going to discuss what the hell that you've been up to as far as training goes. So like, I'm always curious, uh, especially with, uh, again, with, with, with wrestling, with wrestlers, with MMA guys, I'm, I'm just, I'm fascinated by the way that people approach training and what people's methodology mm -hmm. is just because like, I know that just you and me are, are we can, we're, we're both pro wrestlers, but I can almost guarantee that because of our different sizes, our styles and just the way that we approach matches, the way that we train, uh, is also a lot different. So, um, what do you do typically for training? And like, do you have a like specific, uh, specific, wow, that was a hard one to get out a specific <laughs> methodology, uh, that you use when it comes to training? Um, to be completely honest with you, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I've just now started to get a grasp on how muscles and things work. 
<laughs> I, the only like working out that I did is I got really good at like you know like doing a lot of squats and stuff like that. Like sometimes at squared we do like you know five hundred squats and that was okay. I could do that, but like I was always like a skinny kind of fat kid. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I always had a gym membership. I just didn't know what I was doing, so like nothing happened. Um, so just I mean really recently it's it's honestly just because like guys like Justin Sane and uh, you know like all the freaking Jack guys like they're all so friendly and like willing to give you all the advice you can handle Justin um, is like the personal trainer for most of the boys right now he's yeah, honestly. fucking tits man yeah him and uh, Psycho Mike actually have given me so much help especially during this uh, little break we've had yeah um, and like seeing guys like Mark Wheeler and his freaking girlfriend like they're training their asses off and uh, Alexia as well like just being surrounded by people who are like motivated and uh i guess knowledgeable um really helps and really makes it easy so i just kind of pick stuff up off of them um the one thing i did do myself was i uh i did like before i started doing um the heavy lifts like bench press squat deadlift all that stuff i uh took a lot of time to research and make sure I was doing it properly because I didn't have the money to like get a personal trainer so he could teach me. So um, like just a lot, a lot of YouTube videos and I'd be like, Oh, this guy says something different than that guy. Oh, but this guy says what the first guy said. So I'll do what they said and assume that the, uh, the outlier is wrong. Hopefully it works. Yeah, so, yeah. And so far it has. Um, so yeah, honestly, like what I've started to do is, I mean, I've learned that my body is not meant to lift heavy at least not consistently um my shoulder injury like it's it's a whole lot of stuff like i it, first i fell on it when i was like a kid from doing parkour trying to do backflips um and then you know like wrestling wear and tear and uh the real nail on the coffin like right now it's actually in pretty good condition thanks to the break we've had but the real nail in the coffin was uh um i think i did 225 for like five or six or something mm-hmm. and it was just like that was the goal right 225 i'm like that's like a respectable weight instead of like you know i'm pushing just the bar whatever like 225 is something that i can tell people and they're like oh that's pretty good especially <laughs> for your size, you know? yep. so that was the goal that i was working to and once i finally got it the next day i couldn't lift my arm at all and and uh i i i did wrestle um i think in that general time like it was it was like that happened and then i think i wrestled mm-hmm. so it could be possible that it happened in a match but honestly i've watched the match back tons of times everything looked good i remember feeling good um so i equate it to the to the bench pressing and uh i mean you know it's fine i don't need to lift heavy like i'm not like an ego lifter i i, I don't mind doing you know more volume stuff than than actual heavy heavy weight but um what i've been trying to do is i'll do like a little bit of a like deadlift i'm fine doing heavyweight squat Mm -hmm. not too bad um bench i try to keep it on the lower side now just because obviously i don't want to deadlift doesn't affect your shoulders too much or no surprisingly no okay um yeah so so, like what do you what do you do like so are you are you picking a body part are you doing a full body workout a day like do you have a so what I did uh, specifically in quarantine, um, like I said, I got first I got fat, yeah, uh, and then I'm like, okay, I need to sweat. So what I did is like I built that little ghetto janky gym, 
in the backyard. <laughs> ghetto janky gym. Yeah. yeah. And at first I was doing, you know, the body part split and cause I was like, well, that's what I did at the gym and it, it's slowly been working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, then I realized like, I don't have much weight. I don't have much, much equipment. So I just had to do full body pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a little while there, I would do, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, empty stomach cardio first thing in the morning. Yep. And then I'd work out again later. Um, so you, there's, uh, so there's not really a rhyme or reason as to what you're doing right now. Then. No, uh, it, it, now, now that the gym is reopened a little bit, I got more of a system. But yeah, well, during quarantine, it was just like, I'm going to do as many of these as I can until my arms can no longer lift. And that, okay. that worked out pretty good. Um, so now that so the here, gym's open. Sorry. Here's what, here's what I want you to do. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want you to, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this uh, after we stop or whatever, but I want you to give me two days. I want you to promise me that you and me are going to, we're going to take two days that you come down to crossbody. We got the weights and all that jazz there. And I'm going to provide you and I'm going to set you up with the system that my strength and conditioning coach gave me. Um, And I see, I was very lucky where my strength and conditioning coach uh, knew that I was broke as fuck when I was a kid and I had nothing to give him. So he was such a great man that he allowed, he trained me and what I paid him in was hard work and sweat. And as long as I did everything that he told me to do, he would continue to invest time in me. And that's something that's always stuck with me, which is why uh, when it comes to stuff like this, I always want to help people that especially know that it would be very beneficial for. Um, So I want you to, I want you to do that and we'll talk about that afterwards. But you know, I, I've, I do a very, uh, like it's a functional weight training uh, where essentially you're hitting the, the, your body every day but the technique is really what's most important on everything. It, it doesn't matter what weight you, you try to throw around because um, especially for somebody like for, for bodies like ours where like, cause I could already tell that like you got a similar body to mine where like when you do start to lift heavy, like you, your joints and just everything just breaks down and it just, you, you, you can't do anything. And that mm-hmm. is, that's against the the whole purpose because you like for some people that works like guys like justin can can lift heavy all fucking day and do all that st- his body is meant for that yeah. he has trained his body his whole life to be able to do that we're a little bit different mm-hmm. we need to be able to train our body to function um and if you do not train your body to function it's just going to break down so um i definitely want to help you i i definitely think that i can and uh, i'll be able to teach you some proper techniques that you'll be able to use with the janky gym system that you've got <laughs> at your house well i'm back i'm back at the real gym now so even better um even better <laughs> uh but yeah promise me 2 days and uh, i i think that i can genuinely help you because um sure it's it, it it's it, i think it'll be a, a good way for for somebody like you to especially put some size on and be able to uh to really improve your explosiveness and your hips and all that jazz. But again, we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff afterwards. So um, what about your diet? Like, what are you, what are you eating right now? Like, what do you, does it typically, like, I know that you said that you got fat during the, the beginning of all this stuff, but like, I'm assuming you've got to be back on a regiment of some degree because again, we're getting closer to normalcy than we were a little bit ago. Anyway, I'm eating 3000 cal, 3000 clean calories pretty much every day. Now, can, like what right is now. clean to you? Well, right now I'm eating, um, macaroni with ground beef 
Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of lot of tasty smoothies with protein and stuff. A lot of Greek yogurt. Mm. So is the Chicken goal to rice, put rice, is, broccoli, all that stuff? Is the goal to put size on right now? Um, I think so. I think I think if if I could put on another like ten-ish pounds and then mm-hmm. cut cut the fat down, <clears throat> I think that would be about as much. Like, cause honestly, I, I don't want to get like you know, like Eddie Guerrero bulky. Uh, I don't think that's sustainable for me. I don't think it's like, I think my body would just start to like collapse on, on itself. Sure. But right right now, the heaviest I've ever been, I'm 181 right now. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't think there's too much fat. All my fat sits right in my belly. I don't have like any fat on my legs or my arms or anything. So I feel okay about it. Um, okay. But uh, we shall see when we see in person, you can, uh, you can prod at me. <laughs> I absolutely, I would love to. Um, so the next, uh, the next part of all this, we'll, we'll, we'll stop talking about all that jazz. We'll, uh, we're going to get into some rapid fire questions because I have rapid fire questions. Okay. Formats where's a professionalism, over, the sort of professionalism over here. I lack, love it. <laughs> lack of barely professionalism over here. All right. So I got about 10 questions lined up for you. Um, I just want you to say the first thing that comes to your head if you want to go into an explanation you can you don't have to um and also remember there's no wrong answer so don't worry about getting heat from anybody for fucking not bringing them up (laughs) okay all right so uh what's your favorite match that you've been a part of so far um me versus vertigo at uh barry for the heavyweight championship there okay um is there a way to watch that match or is in typical barry wrestling fashion is it probably that one is on the Barry Wrestling uh, YouTube page, and it's on my YouTube page as well, I think. a boy, Sean. About fucking time you've learned how to put those things up. <laughs> uh, who is not on TV right now, other than yourself, who should be on TV? Daniel Garcia. Ooh, good answer. Uh, yeah. He was my last episode. <laughs> he was my last yeah. episode, actually. He's a good dude, man. Um, favorite band? Uh, right now, probably the Beaches. The what? The Beaches. Who are they? What do they do? They're a Toronto uh, all-girl rock band. Oh, okay. Local. Yeah, actually, actually uh, we, I mean, Vertigo and I like them so much that we almost tried to license one of their songs to use as Fight or Flight's theme song, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, even TV and stuff like that. Cause, uh, Did you talk to them probably, about it? Um, no, we, we, we decided just not to do it because we figured it would be really expensive. But um, can I tell <laughs> can I tell you a secret? Sure. Please keep it between you and me because it's not like we're on fucking YouTube right now. But yeah. um, so the 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 theme song for the Cross Body Show, like when you go and watch it on YouTube, when you go and watch yeah. it on independent wrestling TV, there's that song from a band called Dead Celebrity Status. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to know how I got that? Sure. I was fans of them. They're Toronto uh-huh. band. And I, uh-huh. I was, I've been fan, like, I just, I heard there, there were local, like they, uh, I actually, the first time I ever heard them, they were playing at Edgefest when uh, Tool was the headliner. They were the very first opening act band on the main stage. And I, w- I didn't even see them. I just overheard them. And the uh-huh. friends that I was with at the time, I was just like, is anybody else fucking hearing this? I'm like, this is amazing. And then the, the girl that was with us, she was like, oh, I'm friends with the drummer get the fuck out of here so then like it was like this really weird thing where i just kind of decided that oh where's it just disappeared but there he is Um, no it's all good um but 
I've followed that band ever since. And then like, I remember the one time they had a concert in Hamilton. I went to the concert in Hamilton. It was at like just a small little pub. And then next thing you know, you're, you're running into them and talking to them. And then um, I asked them straight up. I was just like, yo, I want to use one of your songs as like entrance music. You guys okay with that? They're like, dude, that'd be amazing. Cause it like, it helps them out. Cause they're a local Toronto band. You know what oh, I mean? They're trying to get their, their name out and stuff like that. Um, I'm just completely ignoring the fact that there's no flares on Sorry. the film here, but that's okay. Um, but then we just kind of grew uh, a friendship over the years. And then when it was kind of time to put something together, I, it was literally, I DM'd them both. I put a group message together on, uh, on Facebook and I messaged Yaz and I messaged Bobby, who are the two uh, guys in the group. And I just said, boys, I want to use this as the theme song for my wrestling show. What do you think? And they were just like, we would be happy and to, to lend that to you. And we think it'd be very, very cool if, you know, like you got to blend in one of your favorite bands with, you know, what it is that you do. Like, yeah, we're all, we're all on board. Mm-hmm. Never. You know why I haven't had to pay them a cent is because they've actually, and again, I, I don't know if it's because of, uh, of us using it, but their listens and their views have actually gone up exponentially since we started using it. And like their old stuff has started to, to go up on iTunes and people are starting to, to know a little bit more about them. Like it's not like a crazy, crazy amount, but like I remember the one time they just put up randomly, they're just like, we just randomly got like an extra 10,000 more buys on like singles and stuff like, like just out of the blue. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, I hope that we had something. <laughs> That'd be kind yeah. of neat, but just saying, um, I don't know how all bands are, but just you'd be amazed at how, uh, how yeah. Uh, because remember, I, I, they're they're indie they're indie music people they're just like us they just they're yeah. they want to get the fuck out there you know and for them they probably would think it was the coolest thing yeah you never know just saying <laughs> um who's your favorite sports team um i don't like sports like the the mexican national soccer team <laughs> is that a thing of course all right i'm just checking because i don't know uh <laughs> has a soccer team canada doesn't they do they just suck but the women are good i was gonna say but do they though um <laughs> who's your uh who's your favorite opponent thus far um, two names that pop into my head that are like really easy to work with are daniel garcia and kobe durst i like that um what's the biggest goal that you have set for yourself that you have accomplished that i have accomplished you have accomplished um i mean i wanted to win a singles championship and i guess i did (laughs) okay um what's the next goal on your list that you need to accomplish and that you feel like you will accomplish ring of honor nice uh so i always say five for this one but uh just give me a random number. Um, who are the first five or so up and coming names? Uh, like just, just starting out uh, that come to your head that you feel like people should uh, watch out for. Uh, Safety Travis. Mm-hmm. Young Love. Um, I put Crystal Moon over a lot because I, I think she has like a really good work ethic. Like I, I, I I've I've agented a lot of her matches now, and like every time I give her, you know, little advice, she always implements it. She's always listening. She's always, you know, willing to take all the criticism I have. So 
I respect her a lot for that, honestly. Yeah, she's a uh, very hardworking young lady. She she wants this bad, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I see that, and 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 it's it's very good. Um, that's three. I mean, a, a sexy stand from Bad Alerts. Okay. He's pretty I've good. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I, I mean, he needs to get out there a lot more. But okay. I've had two matches of them now, and they were two pretty pretty decent matches, I think. Um, let me think of a. So I got. Two Hamilton guys, got a crossbody girl, got a Bollards. What a super kick. What a um, politician this fucking guy, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I literally have a list because Sean Gibson has, has he almost almost every day I feel like he's asking me. He's like, hey, uh, who, who, who are some young guys that I should book? And uh, I don't know if you remember, when quarantine started, I uh, put a little message. I was like, hey, if anybody wants me to watch their matches, like, yeah, yeah. I got time. So everybody who like sent me their matches, I sent their names to Sean because I'm like, oh, these guys obviously care. Initiative. Um, was, yeah, Johnny DeLuca sent me a video, and he, he's he's pretty good too. He's shockingly agile. He yeah. doesn't look like he's agile, and he is shockingly agile. Uh, I don't know if you know Wade. He normally he's a camera guy, but he he uh, also trains, and he's a bigger guy. Bigger, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know him. Bigger I uh, guy. yep. I don't know. He, I haven't I haven't really spoken to him, but I know of him. Yes. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's he's pretty passionate about it. Actually, and, Deluca, uh, Deluca, if I remember correctly, worked a showcase show, but then just never came back. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I, I've never heard from telling, him. Yeah, I'm always telling these Hamilton guys, like, you got to get out. Like, it's so easy to get trapped in Hamilton because there's so many shows. So, like, you got to work. You got to yeah. get out of there. There's yeah, they've also, shows. yeah, I've also, they've been told by another promoter to avoid crossbody shows altogether if they feel like hey, they well, want to keep their spot. So, I was told a lot of things by a lot of people. Did I listen to all of them? No, I decided That's... what I wanted to do and what was best for me. So, give it time. Give yes. it time. I, I, I've always been like a shithead. So, like, if if people are telling me one thing, I will very easily do the other thing if I think that they're wrong. Not all kids were, are like me, right? They're like, oh, okay, okay, like, yes, sir, you're, you are, you know, a, a authority to me. So, of course, of course, you know, like. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, 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 I get it. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at, I wasn't mad at the, the, the young man who uh, messaged me and explained that to me. Uh, if anything, I was just like, I, f I feel very, very sorry that you've been put in this position. Um, yeah. in a position that doesn't need to be there in the first place. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm sorry that that's, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. Cause that sucks, man. Because, yeah. uh, no, to, is, to, get, it, to get caught up in politics that you don't even understand. It just yeah. You're, you're being caught in a, in a battle that's not yours. And yeah. that is really just, it's a, it's, it's a one-sided battle. It's, uh, it's, there's, it's stupid. It, like it's, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous and there's just no need for it, but, um, but that's on them. You know what I mean? And that's, uh, that's for them to decide and that's for them to figure out. And that's what that's, that's called maturity. And that's yeah. also called growth. And hopefully, you know, that that'll be on them to, to make that decision to learn yeah. and grow. So they'll figure it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what's your proudest moment thus far outside the ring? Proudest moment outside the ring. Um, oh, that's a loaded question. 
Jeez, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I've never thought about that. Well, I asked the hard-hitting questions because I'm a goddamn professional, Gabriel fucking Fuerza. <laughs> you say fuck here. Uh, I don't know. Like, I like... I like being able to like be my own person, I guess. Like it wasn't that long ago that I was living at, I mean, I'm still living at home, but like now I'm not like living, you know, with my dad. It's like we're roommates. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like, I guess being able to be my own person and like my own man and like not have to ask my dad, like, Hey, you know, can I have money for this? Like, and rather giving, you know, him gifts, for no reason like hey look i bought a blender our blender sucks there you go boom you know what i mean like i guess little stuff like that make me i think that's awesome good. yeah i, I think it's like a great answer <laughs> now i i want to say that my proudest moment of you uh outside the ring personally uh mm -hmm. is the fact that i know for a fact that you were going through a very very uh difficult very dark time and that i've watched you uh, go through it, get through it, and become a much, much fucking better human being and become a man out of it at the end of it. Like, I, I remember you as a boy, and I have watched you become this man who is genuinely starting to to grow and to understand not just, like, the pro wrestling world, but the world a little bit. And you're... you're, you're it's just, it's, it's a very cool thing to see. And, uh, I just want you to know personally, I don't know like what that means to you whatsoever, mm -hmm. but I'm very proud of you. The fact that you got through that the way that you did and that you are in a position now where I watch you help other people, you know? And I, I appreciate that. Honestly, I do. Um, I, I, it feels like so long ago, honestly, like I know it was only like a year and a bit ago, but it feels like a long time ago. It does. So. And that's the crazy, that's the crazy thing. It really does feel like a long time ago, but it really wasn't when you can yeah. look back and you consider it and you kind of have that perspective of it. So, um, the fact that you haven't looked back at it from that perspective, I just, I, I hope that you do for a second, not to, to go back there, but just to appreciate the fact that like you grew so fast and you've come a long way in a very, very short amount of time. And uh, I just think that that's something that you need to be aware of and that you should personally kind of, uh, kind of wear as, as a little kink of pride there, you know? Thank you. Dude, no problem. Um, now, to wrap these, uh, to wrap the whole show up here, I always like to uh, again. Uh, the the whole point of this show was to is to get to know my friends a little bit better. Uh, I f certainly feel like I have over the last little however long we've been talking. I don't even know at this point. Um, <laughs> but again, it's been me asking all the questions. So I do always like to to ask if there's anything that you would like to to know about me. Uh, yes, Ben Ortman's. Hmm. Ben motherfucking Ortman. Where did you train? where did I train? Yeah. So it's a weird question. Like I first started my training at this place called Camp Martell in Hamilton. Um, uh, actually, okay. Hang on. I actually got to go back. Fuck. Um, I actually originally started training when I was 12 years old at a place called ICW, the Hart brothers school of wrestling in Cambridge. Okay. Uh, I, I was there for two weeks, um, before I had to go because like my mom and dad were divorced. Uh, and my dad got me for two weeks out of the year, every summer, or no, a week, yeah, a week. 
sorry, a week out of the summer every year. And I'd go hang out with my dad. And, uh, so I had to stop my wrestling training for a little bit to go and hang out with my dad for the week. And when I got back, it, my mom had essentially found out where the, the, where, where they were, where they were going to get us. Like she, she had read through the, the wording and there was, uh, it could have fucked us, uh, financially for a while. They, there was certainly some not so, uh, so good verbiage in the, the stuff that they wanted us to sign. So my mom ex that completely. So fast forward a few more years, I ended up training at this place called Camp Martell in Hamilton. Uh, it was with a gentleman by the name of uh, Jerry Martell, Quinton Valentino, and uh, my buddy Flex Falcone. So that wasn't the best training, but it got my foot in the door, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, Quinton Valentino was an absolute garbage trainer. Uh, he used us as fucking, uh, punching bags, basically. Like he, in his mind thought he was a drill instructor, like to the point where when, uh, Jerry Martell and I, uh, had moved to the East coast, he had an opportunity to move back to the East coast and pursue his own thing. And I wanted to move with him because I knew that there was a company called real action wrestling down there that was running full time. And I saw an opportunity to have a free place to live and, well, not free place to live, but a place to live rather with somebody that I knew and could potentially get a full-time job wrestling really, really young. And when we moved down there, they changed the name from Camp Martell to Wrestle Core, like C-O-R-P, because they wanted people to think like, ah, we're a fucking military, blah, 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 blah. It was yeah. just bullshit. Like, like, I even remember guys like uh, the original hacker telling us, like, telling me, like, while I was training there, he's like, dude, like what the fuck is going on here? Um, I had guys like, and I'm s s sorry if this is bursting anybody's bubble, but like Showtime Eric Young pulled me aside there the one day and actually said to me straight up, he's like, dude, I love you. You're awesome as a dude. I, I love the fact that I can just count on, I could show up to a show. And when I walk in the door, you're in the ring doing something. I don't know what, but you're just in there. You're trying to get better. You're working out with somebody, you're doing something. But if I'm being honest with you, you need to get retrained. The guys that trained you just weren't the, the best. Now, Quentin Valentino wasn't all that great. Jerry Martell had a really good mind for the, for like the business, like for booking and stuff like that. But I, training wise, I'm not really sure. Flex Falcone was the guy who really kind of uh, gave me whatever skill that I kind of had. And uh, uh -huh. like, he was, he was awesome, dude. Like Flex Falcone was very good, but unfortunately he was the victim of the, of the circle that he was involved with. You know, like everybody hated those guys. So yeah. he kind of got lumped in with it. Um, so fast forward where I would say that I really took my training to like a next level was um, I ended up getting to live with Vance Nevada for a little while. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Vance Nevada. Um, no. He's, he's like an old, like he's been around for a long time. Like he's, uh, he was a Manitoba guy. Uh, he's been out in the West coast uh, in Vancouver for a number of years now. Uh, I don't exactly know where he's at right now. He could be back in Manitoba. Actually, I think he is back in Manitoba now that I think about it. Um, however, like he became a huge influence on me. And then the other guy that I would basically, um, my, my, if everybody, anybody ever asked me who trained me and there's like a short answer that I have to give, I always say Chi Chi Cruz because Chi Chi Cruz taught me what wrestling is. He showed me how to work. Like he taught me what working was. Um, he just taught me wrestling in like this really short amount of time. Um,
because I had this really weird wrestling education because I got to do the, the Northern hell tour with Tony Candelo. Uh, are you yeah. familiar with that? Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and I've told the story before, so I'll kind of rush through it. But like, I, I got, I, I took the tour to wrestle Chi Chi Cruz because I knew he was on it and, and uh, who I ended up having to wrestle was the, the younger guy of the tour. That was the young local guy. And mm-hmm. the young local guy was Kenny Omega. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but this was when he kind of first started. So like, uh, I was actually upset that I had to wrestle him for a month, but like, um, looking back at it, it was like this, the, the weirdest education I've ever had in wrestling because I wrestled Kenny for about 80% of the shows. And there were sometimes we did, uh, shows like two shows in a, in a town. So we had to switch it up. And those were the shows where I got to wrestle Chi Chi Cruz. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so wrestling Kenny, I was a very much, I kind of grew up like in this old school, like I was taught the, like very, very much old school. And, uh, wrestling Kenny was a huge eye opener for me because like he kind of wrestled back then very much similar to the way that he wrestles now. So it was a real mind fuck for me. Like him and I argued uh, psychology for the entire tour. And like, we just, yeah. everything we argued about, like we didn't get along until like the very end of the tour. Mm-hmm. Same That's with like, <laughs> right. Like, like yeah. the, the one night we almost actually ended up almost in a fucking fist fight because uh, he was going so hard and like, he fucking like, he hit me with a suplex and I think it was just a simple belly to back. And he, he, he called a belly to back suplex and I'm thinking like, okay, he's going to pick me up and put me down. And this thing couldn't have been more of like, he just grabbed me by the hips and just popped me like right under my fucking head. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa, what are you fucking like? I was angry, bro, because I didn't understand that kind of wrestling at the time. Yeah. So we finished the match because the match, like the way that we did the show is like, I would wrestle Kenny in the, the first match of the night. Um, and I would go over on him and then we would, fucking beat him down i was the heel and then i'd have another heel come down and then we would do a tag team match in the main event where it was me and this heel against kenny omega and a midget with boxing gloves typical (laughs) real fucking story by the way beautiful bruce uh look him up or don't um anyway so the one night and it was like almost towards the end of the tour and this is how fucking old school it was we had heel and babyface locker rooms uh, while we were doing this. So I get back into the locker room after that match and I am throwing a fucking fit. Like I'm grabbing shit and I'm throwing, like I, it got to the point where I'm telling everybody, I'm like, tell Kenny Omega that when we get the fuck out there, we are motherfucking fighting. Like just tell him to be fucking ready to go. Cause we're throwing them like fuck him. So Chi Chi Cruz, who's in the other locker room comes over and he starts talking to me and he's like, what the fuck are you doing and i'm like ready to motherfucking go and then he's just like he sat me down and he kind of explained kenny omega to me in a nutshell he's like this is how he goes man like the fact that he's doing this with you means he likes you and he sees something in you and not that he not that his opinion means jack shit especially at that time he's like but you have to understand that like that's his that's his mentality that's his work ethic do i agree Uh with it maybe not but he's trying to do something and you have to respect that and I was just like, whoa, this fucking veteran, like, veteran yeah. is just, I'm like, whoa, okay. So my world spinned. So we go out to this match to do the tag match for the main. I still think that he thinks that I'm trying to fight him. 
And meanwhile, like my brain just did a complete fucking 180 thanks to Chi Chi Cruz. And I was just remember like, holy shit. So like, um, that's when like we like we went out there dude and because he thought that i was trying to fight him and i'm like well i'm not fucking whatever we ended up having one of the best matches like probably the best match we probably ever had like that night on that tour and at the end of it like we were just kind of like you good yeah you good (laughs) okay okay we we it was like we finally came to this mutual understanding yeah so then on the flip side of that the i was begging tony candelo to let me wrestle chi chi cruz because that's all i really wanted and Mm -hmm the opportunity came up. He's like, all right, kid, boom, go wrestle Chi Chi Cruz in the main event. And he was like the champion of the tour and stuff. So then all of a sudden I was like, Oh shit, now I got to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So then, so then I walk up to Cheech that day and I was just like, well, Cheech main event. Uh, what do you want to do? He goes, Hey, Tony. Yeah. How much time we got? 45 fucking minutes. (laughs) Say that again. 45 fucking minutes. I'm, I, what do you want to do for 45 minutes? Jeez. And then he just looks at me and he's just like stunner. And then he just walks away. And then I fucked up even more. I'm like, wait, am I giving you the stunner? Are you? Nah, I'm definitely taking the stunner. So then he literally, like, that's all he said to me before we walked out. Mm-hmm. old school as fuck and then like he went out and walked me and keep in mind he was the fucking uh the baby face i'm the heel so huh. imagine trying to lead a heel through a yeah. 45 minute fucking match as the baby face <laughs> and he fucking totally did and like i was just like whoa and then like we got to do it a few more times and like every time that like we would do something like i learned and like my mind just went like oh my god so that like he's who I credit with really opening my mind up and really teaching me the art of pro wrestling and how to really do it correctly. But that, that one tour was like the craziest education for me because getting to learn from Cheech was one thing, but I didn't look back at it and realize it until again, I had the perspective to, to realize that Kenny opened my mind up to where the business was going Mm -hmm. and where I needed to really start to open my mind to to this because yeah that's amazing and then that's it's what happened but man just uh i got long story but i mean i've 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 been (laughs) blessed but i've been blessed with a lot of really uh different educations and i I mean I, i i still to this day like uh i don't think that you can be in a position where you know too much like as as a coach myself i still consider notorious tid my coach if that yeah. makes any sense no, of course um, it does, yeah. because like he's he's by far still my wrestling coach because i have a lot of crazy ideas still and i like to throw him those ideas because he's one of the few guys in my opinion if not the only one of the only guys who genuinely came from that old school era who may not do that new school uh, style of work, but understand and understood and adapts and mm-hmm. is able to work those style of matches with the like guys with like all like with the with the riot makers when they were first starting as a team. Like the education that those two got working with uh, Tid and Custom as the Dirty Vets was unreal, you know. And they were getting to do all of their stuff that they wanted to do, but it was being 
confined into a real professional way of handling things, you know? So having guys like him is just, it's clutch. And I I couldn't recommend that to, couldn't recommend that enough to anybody. Like make sure that you've got somebody to watch over you, regardless of where you are at and where you think you're at, because there's always somebody that knows something more than you. Of course. Yeah. That goes with everything, not just wrestling. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, Fuerza, we're wrapping this up right now. Uh, I got to say, uh, this has been an amazing talk, but before we completely wrap this up, I want to get some plugs in. Um, you can find the show, the big Ben and friends podcast on Twitter and Instagram at big Ben AF podcast, as well as on Facebook. Uh, you just have to look big Ben and friends podcast, but you can certainly find us go like, and uh, spread the good word. You can find us on YouTube where you're probably watching us now, uh, by searching the show name, because now we finally have enough subscribers to actually have a channel name. So you can go hey. to <laughs> www.youtube.com slash big Ben AF podcast. Uh, please go subscribe, hit the like button, leave a comment as stupid as it sounds. I know everybody asks you to do that, but we do that for a reason because it actually fucking matters. And we're trying to get ourselves out there. It's literally a one click thing that genuinely helps people like me who are working my ass off on projects like this out. It takes nothing. Um, You can also find the audio version of this show on Anchor, which distributes my show to Spotify, uh, iTunes, and literally anywhere you can pretty much get your podcast. Um, However, if you had a choice, if you could listen to it on Spotify, trying to fucking jack those numbers up a little bit if I can. So please go listen to it on there if you have that option. You can find me personally on all of my social media at Big Ben is Angry. Uh, You can find me on Instagram. Uh, You can find me on Twitter. Don't really find me on Facebook. I don't really like Facebook. Crossbody Pro Wrestling and Crossbody Pro Wrestling Academy, you can find on all of our socials at one place, at CBPW Academy. You can subscribe to the CBPW YouTube page at youtube.com slash Crossbody Pro Wrestling Academy, where we have all of the showcase series shows, which, again, you could go watch the entire Autobahn to the Gold Tournament, where Gabriel Fuerza won that bad boy. Uh, we've also just dropped a couple of gems recently, uh, such as Alexia Nicole versus Kobe Durst, which is probably one of my favorite intergender matches that I've ever ever watched um and we've also dropped that gem of dan Housen versus psycho mike from our last family feud day or family day feud four show and i cannot reckon uh recommend go watch those two matches they are fucking phenomenal um you can find the rest of our uh product on independentwrestling.tv you could use the code crossbody to get five free days and you can check all of our shit out you can go watch gabriel fuerza versus asriel you can go watch gabriel fuerza versus daniel garcia you could watch him against Von Vertigo of all fucking people. There's plenty of great matches you can go watch on there. Uh, and last but not least, you can support CBPW and all of our amazing wrestlers and our staff by heading to prowrestlingtees.com slash crossbodyprowrestling, where all of the proceeds of the shirts that we do sell get split between the wrestlers and our incredibly hardworking production staff. Um, and we also still have the Black Lives Matter shirts uh, up there as well. The BLM shirts, the black and the white ones, the Madman Fulton black on black one, and the Justin Sane shirts are all of those proceeds are still going to blacklivesmatter.ca. Um, the sales kind of dwindled down on those, but please know that whatever we sell on those for as long as we have them up, we are donating 100% of the profit that we get from those shirts to that organization, which was chosen by the black members of our roster. So uh, you could find Gabriel Fuerza on his Instagram 
and all of his stuff at uh, <laughs> where's the rules is uh, my Instagram and uh, Instagram where's the Stupapi is my Twitter I'm going to put those in the section down below on the YouTube channel because in case you try to fuck spelling those up or fuck yeah. up spelling those, God damn, I'm not good at talking today. <laughs> um, in case you want to spell those correctly and find the right guy, I will put them down there. So then that way you can go and have a look at them. Um, you, do you got any final comments there, buddy? Um, not really. I miss you. I miss Cross, I'm, buddy. I miss you too, man. And uh, with the news that I have shared with you earlier on today, I will uh, hopefully be seeing you a lot sooner than later. Um, I hope so. And you just let me know whenever you want to, uh, to come down and get some weight in. And uh, I would love to be able to, again, spread the knowledge that uh, I was gifted myself by one of the most fucking genius strength and conditioning coaches that have ever walked our planet. So uh, if I could pass that along to anybody, I know that I'd be doing him a, a huge service because uh, God rest his soul. He was uh, an amazing man and uh, I want to try to help. So good. Uh, with that all being said, thank you very much, buddy. I can't thank you enough for coming on here to do this. This was genuinely, uh, I really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better because I really did get to know you a little bit better during this time. Um, thank you very much to everybody for tuning into this week's episode and uh, we will see you guys next time. Thank you very much, man. Thank you.